That's the kind of response we want. Should we give it up for these guys who just made that? And you can come again, sir. That was made by some local church, I think in America, uh, and it's been watched 6.7 million times, and you can see why. But guys, this is amazing. Welcome. Um, it is wonderful to have you all here for this, uh, as we said at the start, the first of its kind, carols around the piano, slightly alternative version, that's why you're getting uh, one of those videos, uh, to our more official carols, Highbrow, next Sunday. So come back again next Sunday, 7 p.m., and uh, this place will look even more amazing if that is possible. But the last line of uh, that little skit that we heard, this new baby will change the world. What a time of year. Do you like this time of year? Isn't it great? I mean, the fun, the parties, the friends, the family, the get-together, the feels. Everyone liking the lights in here? Isn't it looking amazing? Does everyone put up their decorations at home? Are you all in the Christmas spirit? Is it all happening? Good. I'm gonna, it's going to be a bit interactive uh, early on in this talk, just uh, to warn you. But uh, as has been said at the start, the mulled wine, mint spice, can't get enough of that this time of year. We'll hit the gym in 2024. Uh, and the carols. And can we just settle this once and for all? I need the sheet. Because there's a wide-ranging debate over what the greatest carol is, isn't there? We've all got a different favorite, haven't we? So why don't we? Uh, we're going to do a sort of sound vote. So I want you to make some noise between... Okay, we're going to go with, oh, come all ye faithful. We're going to go with... Well, once in roll isn't here. Once in roll, and then we're going to go with Hark the Herald. Okay, so you decide which one you're going to make some noise for. And Silent Night has made it. He's a late entry. So, okay. O come all you faithful, Silent Night, Once in Royal, or Heart the Herald. So make some noise if your favorite is O come all you faithful. Okay, any votes for Silent Night? Okay, the front runner. Okay, do we have any takers for Once in Royal? Not knocking Silent Night off his perch. And finally, Hark the Herald, people. It's very hard to tell, actually. I think it's a bit of a tie, isn't it? Should we do just a runoff vote, as they do in America? Shall we do... Uh, we're going to do a head-to-head -head between Oh Come All You Faithful and Heart the Herald. So, Oh Come All You Faithful... No, si who was winning? Silent Night and Heart the Herald. Silent Night? Heart the Herald? Okay, there we go. It's a clear winner. But it's a glorious time of year, isn't it? And I think it's made glorious because it is a glorious story. But what I want to ask tonight is, is it, is it more than that? Is it more than just a story? Is it, in fact, something we can base our life, our life on? Is it history? Because Isaiah's prophecy, what Gigi read, our first reading tonight... That speaks of stuff that really happens. You know, the reading about, uh, what is the reading? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. That one comes to a people who have been scarred by war. The northern territories of Israel have been overrun by the Assyrian armies, the Assyrian Empire, and its inhabitants have been carried off to Assyria. So talk about living in and through darkness. This was their experience. And into that came the words of Isaiah the prophet that said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 
Words coming to a people who experienced that in 732 BC. This is history. Now, I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. Don't you like when it's winter, when it's dark, when it's cold, those cozy nights in, those fires. <laughs> Not that we light a fire in the vicarage, but you know what I mean. When you get around a log fire and it's, uh, it's lovely and you chuck a movie on and whatever. It, it, it's beautiful, isn't it? But as much as I love the winter, I think I prefer the summer. Any, any takers? I mean, who would rather be in Costa Rica right now? I mean, I think most of us. goes without saying. And do you know the good news? is that the shortest day of the year is coming. Do you know it's coming on the, I think it's the 21st of December, not long now, 11 days from now, and we will be on the downslope towards summer, or upslope, or whatever way it is. Isn't that exciting? The days will get longer. The light will be coming. And for me, that speaks of hope. And Isaiah, speaking to the nation of Israel, He is speaking to a people who are expectant, who are waiting for hope to dawn in their nation. And ultimately, his words find their scriptural fulfillment and this light breaking forth in the coming of the Messiah, the king they'd been waiting for, in the coming that had been prophesied. Over 300 prophecies speak of the coming Messiah that were fulfilled by the coming of this baby boy. Jesus Christ, born 2,000 years ago. And so Isaiah goes on to write, we heard it tonight, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let me ask you tonight, could you do with some counsel this evening? Because his is wonderful. Do you need more power in your life? Because he is mighty. Are you looking for, deep down, an eternal security and home in your soul? Because he is the everlasting father. Could you do with more peace to calm those anxious thoughts and fears because he's the Prince of Peace. John, in our other reading, writes this of Jesus. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's a big claim. But does it work? Well, all I can share, and I felt like getting a bit personal tonight, is all I can share is that I have come to know and experience that it does work in my life. And I can bear witness to the fact that it works in hundreds of others, thousands of other Christians whom I've met over the last 25 years since being a Christian, for whom it works in their lives too. Not to mention the millions back through history. The millions who obviously believed it and went on to shape Western civilization through that faith and through those values. A civilization that now teeters on the edge as we forget our roots. For myself, I'm I'm not from a Christian home. None of my family are Christians. 
One of my brother's best friends is here tonight, and he can bear witness to that. He is still not a Christian. He's slightly walking the other way, and I've been working on him. I became a Christian at 18. I'm now 25, and it's been seven. <laughs> Why? No. I need to shave. I know. It's very white. <laughs> I'm 44. It's been a long time. But I'm not from a Christian home, not from a Christian background. Started having big questions about life. What on earth are we doing here? How do we find ourselves on a rock spinning around the sun, yet conscious, interacting, about to drink a cup of mulled wine? I mean, what is going on? Isn't it surreal? Don't you long for answers? That, that was me, aged 18, that began wondering, what happens when we die? Is there more to life? Is there a God? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Where am I going? My best friend was a Christian. I started quizzing him, grilling him. He'd take me to church occasionally in London, services like this. He'd take me to Christian Union at school. Bit by bit, the penny seemed to be dropping more and more. And he took me on a camp, Easter holidays, before my A-levels. I went, didn't have much else to do. And it was there that I heard a talk on the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. This baby who grew up, lived the perfect life, died on a cross, supposedly for our sin. What does that mean? Was buried, but then rose again. And everything hinges on that. And I heard a talk on the evidence for that resurrection. And it was like the penny finally dropped. And I realized, this is all true. Went back to my room that night, prayed a prayer to the ceiling. God, I think you're real, but I don't know you yet. Come into my life. And all I can say, friends, is God heard that prayer. And he sent his spirit, or what felt like light, or liquid love that filled my heart and overflowed from me, driving out any darkness that was there, any anxiety, any fear, changing my life forever. That's my story. And it left behind, he left behind, joy, hope, peace. But I realized that I can say this, but what does it mean to you? Well, I'm here just to bear witness to this moment, like countless Christians and churches around the nation and the world in this Advent season, to bear witness to this claim on truth, a claim that would demand a response and require action from us, if indeed it is true. I heard, um, apparently, the following is a transcript of a radio conversation between a U.S. naval ship and Canadian authorities off the coast of Newfoundland. Canadians, please divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. Americans, recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. Canadians, negative you will have to divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. Americans, this is the captain of a US naval ship. I say again, divert your course. Canadians, no. I say again, divert your course. Americans, this is the aircraft carrier USS Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United States Atlantic Fleet. We are accompanied by three destroyers, three cruisers, and numerous support vessels. I say again, that's one five degrees north. All countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of this ship. Canadians, this is a lighthouse. 
your call. (laughs) Friends, when light comes in, it banishes darkness. And the status quo cannot stay the same. Our plans change. And we see that with the birth of this baby, with the coming of Jesus Christ. We see that the Virgin Mary's plans are changed. She was busy doing laundry. She wasn't even married officially at that stage. Her plans are changed. And she realizes she'll need to put up with suspicion, perhaps for the rest of her life, about that pregnancy. We see that Joseph, Mary's husband, Joseph's plans change. His plans to divorce her quietly upon hearing the news that she is is pregnant. His plans change when an angel appears to him in a dream and says, this is of God. We see the shepherd's plans change. They were just planning a quiet night watching their sheep on the hillside. Well, those plans are rudely interrupted by a sky full of angels praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. They go on to travel to Bethlehem to visit this newborn baby. And they leave that place glorifying and praising God for all that they'd seen and heard. Perhaps some of us will leave tonight glorifying and praising God. The wise men, while we read that they returned to their country by another route than the one they'd planned, thus avoiding Herod because they'd been warned by an angel in a dream. Friends, no one's plans remain the same once Jesus comes on the scene. And it's the same for you and me. Because as Isaiah concludes, this isn't any old baby. This is the promised king. And he won't just rule for a few years. He's come to reign forever. Isaiah tells us, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. So, what about you? Well, if you would welcome that light, the light of Christ this Christmas that delivers us all from spiritual darkness, if you would know the king of the universe who's reigning now and will do forever, then respond to the birth of Jesus Christ and choose to welcome him tonight in faith. For as John tells us, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God.